Welcome to Van Gogh Notes for Survey of Economics, 3rd edition, by Arthur O'Sullivan, Stephen Sheffrin, and Stephen Perez. Chapter 1. Introduction. What is Economics? Section 1. Big Ideas. Alfred Marshall, the father of modern microeconomics, said that economics is the study of people in the everyday business of life. Sure, economics studies issues like inflation, unemployment, how many cars Toyota should make, and how much it pays its workers. But economics is really about how people make choices. Should you go to class or sleep an extra hour? Wear a seatbelt when you drive. Buy a CD or a book. Work a few more hours this week. Let me give you a more formal definition of economics. Economics studies the choices we make when there is scarcity. Scarcity is simply the idea that the things we use to obtain the things we want are limited, while human wants or desires are unlimited. When we face scarcity and make choices, there are trade-offs. If you buy a CD, you may not have enough money to buy a book as well. If you sleep in, you'll miss another exciting economics lecture. Factors of production, or production inputs, which are the resources we use to make goods and services, are also scarce. There simply are not enough natural resources, labor, and capital to produce everything we want. If we use some of our nation's resources to produce more guns, there are fewer resources available to produce butter. We must make choices. Whether individuals, firms, or governments make them, our choices should answer three fundamental questions. First, what products do we produce? If Toyota produces more SUVs, it will have fewer resources to produce sports cars. If the government provides more health care services, it may have to sacrifice some education. Second, how do we produce the products? Some guitar manufacturers make their guitars completely by hand, while others use machinery. Your school may deliver education in a small classroom or a large lecture hall. The third question is, who consumes the products? Those with the most income? Should the government provide some goods and services to the poor? We'll come back to these questions throughout the course. To understand the choices people make and their consequences, economists develop economic models. An economic model is a simplified representation of an economic environment. For example, you could build an economic model to see how people would respond to an increase in their hourly wage. Would they work more or less? Developing a good economic model isn't easy. One of the difficulties you may face is how to think like an economist. It may seem a little odd at first, but after a while it becomes second nature. So, how do economists think? First, you need to make assumptions to simplify your economic model. A model that contains every possible variable won't be able to explain very much. Second, you need to isolate variables that aren't relevant to the question at hand. Suppose you wanted to see what would happen to the amount of smoking if the government increased the cigarette tax. To test that, we must assume that other variables that influence smoking, such as income and health factors, don't change. Economists apply the 
ceteris paribus assumption, which means we're holding all the other variables the same. Third, you need to think at the margin. A marginal change is a small, one-unit change in value. Many decisions that people make are marginal decisions. How many more pizzas would you buy each month if you had another $100 to spend? How many workers would firms lay off if the government increased the minimum wage by $1? Finally, rational people respond to incentives. Saying people are rational simply means that they act in their own self-interest. They choose those activities for which the benefits are greater than the costs. If the benefits or costs change, people will change their behavior accordingly. If your professor starts giving bonus points for attendance, you now have a greater incentive to attend lectures. So let's.